The apostles asked the Lord to increase their faith. It's a prayer I suspect often on our own lips. And yet in response he said to them the unexpected. That even that little faith you have can work wonders if you use it. If you use it. Think for a moment the number of people you know who have what people around the world would love to have, the ability to read. And have what people around the world would love to have, a variety of superb books to hand. And who never read. The latest stat was in this country, well on average, averages are deceptive, uh, that people uh, read, half of the people read a book a year. They didn't have the courage to ask the other half, ask the other half of the people. There are things we have that are magnificent that would change our lives, but we don't use them. And we need faith more than ever. We need to use our faith more than ever. And of course, as the rest, the other the two-thirds of the remaining two-thirds says, it's not to have faith in ourselves, but to have faith in God. Where do you think the arrow is going? So God is God and we aren't. It's certainly true St. Thomas Aquinas has helped us to understand God and so on and God's ways. But many times our ways are not God's. And many times we may come and pray that God would do something we ask and need. But at the very heart of religious faith is to open ourselves to God, not to ourselves. Not to ourselves, but to God. Now the needs that we have, we can pray for. And as we pray, as we come into a church, a great ship of silence in the midst of a busy and noisy day, we have a chance to get in touch with God and to hear God and hear God's word. People ask me, do Catholics have a scripture group? We have it every day in every church, we call it mass. It gets even better after this one, the young adults, the, the grad students have Verbum Day. they go and reflect starting at 11 on the, uh, on the meanings of the, of the readings in their lives, where they touch down in life, which is in many ways the heart of the matter, don't you think? Not being focused on our ways, but opening ourselves to God to pray and to listen, and then having considered things to act. Having considered things to act. But to have faith in season and out of season. Not just when it's convenient, but when it's inconvenient. And to have hope in season and out of season. Well, the situation looks hopeless. Well, then all the more reason to trust with confidence in God and to have hope. And though nobody's helping here and the thing seems the person there is unlovable, well, what did Mother Teresa teach us? That's the very time to love. And she ended up with a Nobel Prize. Because for all the people with utilitarian calculus who said a person dying impoverished has no future, which to the secular eye is strictly true, she suggested just the opposite. And the world stood back in awe and said, yes, 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 if it listened, if it allowed itself to have faith. It certainly marveled at the hope that she had for them. 
and she changed their lives. And by the way we see people who are down and out with hope and with love, it changes our lives too, our fears are less. If we realize if we came to trouble, we'd have help. If we came to trouble, people would all not be like our old self, judgmental, difficult, and running away. But there would be people good and kind and rushing, and rushing to help, and rushing to help. And so how important to be open to other people and their needs. I was talking to a student the other night, just about two nights ago, and uh, I really almost lost my footing. I there was a cop who said to me, Father, wherever I go, I see you walking around, and I realized my, I don't have, uh, what do you call it, the bottom of my shoes. When it gets rainy out, and the brick, it gets slippery. I'm just in uh, the process of getting another, you know, something with treads left, and they sort of rock a bit. And so I almost fell over when he said, uh, he said something extremely witty, but quite cynical. And uh, so I had to hold on to a tree, a bench, and him. And I said, oh, you should stay around forever because it was so witty, it cut to the heart of the matter. It went right to some of the hypocrisy around and so on. But then when I had a chance to reflect, just like the praying, the thinking, the meditating we're speaking of, I realized that that couldn't be. I'd asked him to stay around forever. We want to hold on to you forever. And certainly we'd love to have him during his term of study, his three years. But the fact is, um, that's precisely what we don't need, the cynicism. Because what we need to do is to be able to reach out to other people, not to build Berlin walls around them so they're defined as unapproachable or useless or impossible to deal with. Things are impossible enough as it is. How important to have the courage of a leap of faith. Of a leap of faith up to God, of a leap of faith into our own lives, of a leap of faith out to other people. You know, I've often said to you, it's important for us to uh, trust in God, love God, but it's also important to let God love us. Isn't that true? And it's important to love other people, but it's important also to let other people love us. And if we have all our maxims of cynicism, which at times have their point, at times make a point, at times are understandable, in times help us deal with thin ice and difficult passages, yet still, we're called upon in this world to exercise faith in God and faith in our own lives and faith in each other, and faith in each other. Because our faith, our attitude should not be of cynicism which pushes people apart centrifugal, but precisely centripetal. And here it is in front of me. An hour ago, you were all elsewhere. And here you are now. What could be a better example of something centripetal? Pulling together, pulling together with each other, trying, even though we miss the nights, the notes to pull together with a choir. From, from verse to verse and line to line. Centripetal, pulling together. How important that. Think of St. Peter Claver. Well, think of how often when we see something that seems hopeless, we run away. And if you think of something with love lost and you couldn't trust could ever be solved, the slaves delivered to the Americas, think of Peter Claver coming from safety in Europe to where the slaves, the very ports where the slaves were delivered. And Godfrey, but he couldn't stop the slavery, but he served them. He made himself slave of the slaves forever. 
It would be impossible to face that, but he did. And he lit a path for us, rather than running away from things to run toward things that we can fix and help. At the time of the marathon bombing, I had a number of people coming by to me to confess the fact that they had run away and now they felt bad because people in the service professions ran toward the trouble. Well, many people do, and they did in their best moments as I got them to understand, and they would ever after, as they'd learned from that. And if they weren't well-equipped, maybe they shouldn't have gone there. If there were another third bomb, they could have been part of the trouble. They could have increased that. But when you use, if I could use a technical term, when you mention a word like mother or father, there's someone who runs toward trouble, towards someone, at times, intractable, to give them help. You see the father holding the kid, the kid beating the father's legs, but you still see the love. You see them supporting the kid with home and heat and food. And you see that action to pull people together. We saw that brilliantly here last night. If you ever doubted hope, if you ever doubted faith, if you ever doubted love, you could actually see it with both your eyes last night. When I had that fellow, when I saw that fellow with the cynical comment, I just come back from the, from the eye surgeons and I had all the drops in my eyes. And I almost had to, one of the reasons I had to hold on to things was I was, you know, things were slippery and I was having trouble seeing. Everything was just, uh, well, hard to see. But last night you could see faith and hope and love because it was cold out and they had spent all their day predicting rain and it was windy and it was gray. So there was Oktoberfest after the five o'clock mass and obviously no one would come. Who would sense would come? How would it make sense to come? You could easily talk yourself out of it. If you didn't have faith, you could. If you didn't have hope, you could. The place was packed. The gym, Di Giovanni Hall, they had all the tables out there and they had the round tables out in the courtyard here, the front courtyard. And everyone thought it was, uh, oh, this is presumption. This is crazy. They were packed. I had a friend visit me from California, just lost both of his parents, and so we had to, uh, I went out with him several times to have, so we had a chance to chat. But by that very fact, I came back several times, so I assayed the two scenes many times, and, and when you put it together, it was packed, which gave a vivid sense of people being here for each other in hope and in faith in God. The Amberns who did all the cooking, so much love as well. The theological virtues, signs of God's presence here through the good you do. God bless you. And thank you for all of that. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please be sure to like us on Facebook and consider supporting us by visiting stpaulsharvardsquare.org. That's stpaulsharvardsquare.org. God bless and see you next time.